Sean Payton had his end-of-the-year press conference today where he talked about a wide range of topics, and we're going to break down these topics. I got some reactions and takeaways, some good, some not so good, but by far the juiciest item was Russell Wilson, and he was asked you know, whether or not Russell Wilson is going to return in 2024. So let's jump right into it here. As Andrew Mason, an excellent reporter for the team, tweeted out, Sean Payton said, there are so many things that go into a decision specific to the quarterback. So it's too early to know what's coming. Payton said he met with Russell Wilson for a half hour yesterday, says nothing has been decided with Wilson's status yet. Okay, let's add on to that. Cecil Lammy tweeted out, Sean Payton saying, I told Russell Wilson it's not going to be a long and drawn out process. When we decide something, he'll be the first to know. And to kind of summarize it all, Zach Stevens from DNVR tweeted out, Sean Payton said there is a scenario that Russell Wilson is back next year. Otherwise, Sean would have said goodbye to Russ when he talked yesterday. That final decision hasn't been made. I'll say it, Russell Wilson is not coming back in 2024. You don't look at the locker room of a team that is fighting for a playoff spot and tell them we're benching the starting quarterback for a spark and that spark is we're going to score fewer points without Russ than with Russell Wilson and then bring him back next year. You burn that bridge. When you bench Russell Wilson and word gets out that you told Russ either remove or alter the language in your contract, otherwise we're benching you, there's no going back on that. So I understand Sean Payne might say that I haven't decided yet, and if we were going to move on, it would have been a goodbye conversation yesterday. I think right now he is just trying to do some PR work and try and build up this idea that it was purely football-related. You can sell that lakefront beach property in Oklahoma to someone else because I ain't buying, okay? Russell Wilson was benched because of his contract. He is not returning in 2024 because that would be an absolute cancer to bring back to the locker room. You understand how big of an elephant that is? Like, who's that guy? Oh, that, 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 that's our quarterback from last year who we benched. Oh, is he sucking? Well, kind of, but it was more about the contract, not about his actual play. And they rolled with Jared Stidham with all two games of experience. And, well, we scored less four, well, fewer points with Jared Stidham against the Raiders than with Russell Wilson. So I am not subscribing to the idea that they benched Russell Wilson purely for a spark. Was the offense good? Not really. And I had said that throughout the five-game winning streak, and I was ripped apart in the comments section for not being a fanboy and just you know letting the good times roll and enjoying the win streak. No, I said the takeaways are awesome, but they're not something you can bank on every single Sunday. And if you become too dependent on them, your offense is going to melt down. And sure enough, that's what happened in Houston. It's what happened in Detroit. It's what happened against the Patriots. When you didn't get the takeaways, their offense had nothing to show for. But I maintain the stance that you were not going to be better without Russell Wilson in those last two weeks than with Russell Wilson. They benched him because of the contract. Now, more to kind of add on here. Andrew Mason also tweeted out, Sean Payton said, we were as good offensively, were we as good, uh, uh, were we as good offensively as expected? Absolutely not. Still heavy-duty work in progress. Said they are still building on a foundation. We're still putting the frickin' pillings in. If you are still building a foundation, don't you think keeping Russell Wilson around for that might not be the worst idea in the world? 
instead of having an $85 million dead cap hit? That's what you are incurring by moving on from Russell Wilson. So if you are building a foundation and you want to hire the best construction company to pour the best concrete and the best cement in there, if you're going to do that, maybe you should do that without putting yourself $85 million in the hole. I'm not saying Russell Wilson has to be the quarterback for the rest of his contract. I'm saying if you want to build the best foundation possible, maybe keep all the possible free agent spending money and hold on to Russell Wilson for at least 2024. Move on from him after that. You don't even have to start him in 2024 every single game. Bring some competition in. If he loses the job, so be it. If you bench him midway through the season for a rookie, we can work with that. But tell me you're going to build a foundation when you move on from Russell Wilson and incur an $85 million dead cap hit. That's not going to be a very good home. Imagine asking a home builder to come over and go, we would like our dream home, but you cannot spend $85 million on it. That's not going to be a very good home. So grade the 2023 Broncos, A, B, C, D, or F. I am very curious to see what kind of responses and grades we get. No one should give an A, but I don't think anyone should give an F either. The F belongs to the Carolina Panthers. That's about it. So let me know down below. For me, I'd give it a C. A C's average. This team was below average, but not by a whole lot, right? They finished one game below 500. Had it been a 16-game schedule, they would have finished 8-8. Eight and eight. So I think they are a average team because they ended the year going 7-4, comparing to a 1-5 start. So if we're talking about the 2024 Broncos, I'm going to look at the second half of the 2023 season to have a better clue as to who they are going into the next year compared to the start of the season. Same goes for the Detroit Lions, right? The Lions missed the playoffs last year, had a horrible start to the 2022 campaign, but they ended the year on a very high note, and they rode that high into 2023. So I can say the same for the Broncos. Of They ended the year a lot better than they started, so I'll say they earn an average C grade for me. Now let's talk about the money for a moment. Jerry Maguire style here. Let's read what Zach Stevens tweeted out. When asked about potential salary cap issues this upcoming year, Sean Payton said those are challenges every year. He also pointed at three to four. He also pointed to three to four teams in the playoffs this year that had the most dead cap hit in the NFL. Added, it's no guarantee the team will have cap issues. And Sean Payton is correct. If you look at the top five dead cap leaders in 2023, number one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they won the division. Number two, the Rams, they are a playoff team. Number three, the Packers, a playoff team. Number four, the Eagles, a playoff team. Number five, the Panthers, they sucked. But let's break it down even further detail here, right? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I would say won the lottery, but they had a 1 in 100 chance of Baker Mayfield turning things around dramatically, and that was able to work out for them to win nine games. Had Denver won nine games, they also would not have been in the postseason. So the Bucs more or less just benefited from being in an awful division. More so, they were a really good team that was strapped down by dead cap money. No, if the Buccaneers were in five or six other divisions, they would not be a playoff team right now. The LA Rams, credit to them. They had a lot of dead cap money from guys like Allen Robinson and Leonard Floyd. But they also have Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup. Do the Broncos go into 2024 with their undoubted franchise QB like Stafford? An absolute game wrecker on defense like uh, Aaron Donald at the pass rushing position? Or Cooper Cup, an undoubted top wide receiver? I say no to all three. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. The quarterback was a first round pick. 
Do the Broncos have a first-round pick QB awaiting them in 2024? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll know next year. But it kind of helps when you got some, you know, cheap guys on rookie contracts and a first-round pick at QB at the helm. And then the Eagles, the Eagles was just were just overloaded with talent. They did not have to spend big money in free agency to stay competitive in 2024 or 2023. And the Panthers, they sucked, like we said. Now, I've got more reactions and takes to give from this press conference in just a moment, but today's show is sponsored by Game Time. You should not have to worry when you're trying to buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Now, of course, there are no more Broncos football games to go to, but if you are in the Denver area and you want to go to a Nuggets game or you want to go to, say, an Avs game or any other sporting event in your area, make sure you visit Game Time first because they have an awesome deal for Broncos country. When you download the Game Time app and enter the code Broncos chat, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Now, Game Time is the place to find last minute seats for the lowest price guarantee. So make sure you download the Game Time app, terms apply, and create an account and use code Broncos chat for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem that code Broncos chat for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's switch gears for a moment. Let's talk about George Payton. He also spoke to the media today after Sean, and George Payton is returning. I mean, they somewhat asked uh, Sean whether or not George would be coming back because I figure there might be a fall guy when Russell Wilson gets released and there's an $85 million dead cap hit. Someone might go down with Russ, and that very well could have been George since he did the entire trade and contract extension, but George spoke to the media. It looks like all signs are pointing to Peyton return. George Peyton returning. I can see how that could be confusing. All the Peytons are returning. Um, I did find this very interesting, though. George Payton says the team will most likely not be heavily involved in the first wave of free agency. That's a fucking downer. And identifies Riley Moss, Drew Sanders, and Alex Forsyth as future starters while wanting to see more growth from Marvin Mims in year two. The combo of these comments is notable. Let's break down one of those guys, each guy at a time here, okay, Chipper? Riley Moss, the cornerback you traded up for who could not even see the field when Damari Mathis, the worst cornerback in football, was starting for you. And we're supposed to believe he'll be ready to roll and start opposite of Pat Sertan next year because you can't afford another starting cornerback because you have an $85 million dead cap pick coming. These are the ramifications of moving on from Russell Wilson. Okay, Drew Sanders taking over from Josie Jewell. Sure looks like Josie Jewell will not be returning as he is an impending free agent. We didn't really see a whole lot from Drew Sanders this year. We definitely saw more encouraging stuff towards the end of the season. But it's still early. Nick Benito was very quiet in his rookie season. He had a great sophomore splash, so I'm not willing to write all these guys off. But Alex Forsyth, we saw none of. And this is, we can't afford Lloyd Cushenberry. Cush was up, down, down, up in his four years as a Broncos starting center. And he ends the year on a high note going into free agency. And Denver is basically saying, we can't afford him. We have an $85 million dead cap hit we have to work with, so we're going to test some of our cheap rookie contracts out. So there is one big good takeaway, I would say, from the presser today, which is 
Greg Penner wrapped up the press conference talking to the media, didn't offer any timetable on new jerseys or a new stadium, but one thing that really stuck, uh, stuck out to me was he said, money doesn't matter when we're making a decision for Russell Wilson. We're going to do what's best for this football team. We're going to do what's best for winning. And I love that attitude and that uh, mantra for my team owner moving forward. And not just related to Russell Wilson, but in general. When you've got an owner that says, we want to do what's best for winning. We're not going to hold ourselves down because of financial reasons. That is exactly what you want to hear as a fan from your team owner. Because there are a lot of fans out there whose owners are cheap. Despite being billionaires, they don't want to spend money or they don't want to move on from guys despite them having bad contracts. For Greg Penner to come out there and say, money's not a factor, I mean, that is heroin to the veins because that's exactly what you want to hear. Your owner is saying, we don't care about money. We're going to do whatever we have to do to win. And not a lot of other owners out there would say the same thing. Just go look at baseball. Go look at a lot of other sports leagues. Happening. Now, to wrap up the show, I do want to, I know I've kept you busy for a while, talk about Michael Penix for a moment here. Uh, Michael Penix did not have a very good national championship game against Michigan, but I have been advocating for the Broncos to look into drafting Michael Penix, who went 27 for 51, 255 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions against the Wolverines. And if you were watching the game and you were thinking, remember that one Broncos YouTuber told me this is the guy the Broncos should draft? I'm not quite sure about that. I'm going to continue to stand by Michael Penix will be a good NFL quarterback if all the medicals clear out. And that's a big if because he suffered two torn ACLs in college, shoulder injuries. So there is going to be a lot of research done on Mr. Penix. But my QB rankings remain the same. Caleb Williams and Drake May are one and two. Jaden Daniels, I might push him up to two if I really start to fall in love with him throughout the offseason as I watch more tape and more film. But Michael Penix at four, it's not a big drop. I really like all four of these QBs. I think this is the best quarterback class we have seen since the Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence draft class. But we all know how that worked out with Zach Wilson. So if you can get Michael Penix at pick number 12, Denver's current selection, without having to trade an arm and a leg to move up, Sign me up, because I am in on that. So let me know. Pick a QB. Would you rather have Russell Wilson start next year, Jared Stidham, or draft a rookie like Michael Penix or any other quarterback that we just looked at or someone else? Get in the comment section right now and give me your opinion. We do have some news items to wrap up the show here. The Broncos signed 12 players to future contracts. These are just contracts to get the ball rolling for OTAs and things like that. Ben DiNucci's coming back. Tyler Beatty, Philip Dorsett, David Sills, all players that were with the Broncos at least at some point in time in 2023. Will Sherman, uh, Demontre, uh, Demontre Jacobs, uh, Jordan Jackson. Ronnie Perkins might be the most notable name. He spent some time on the active 53-man roster along with uh, Devon Key. So, those are some guys to keep an eye on, but these are future contracts. No uh, you know, earth-shattering news from that standpoint. All right, that's going to do it for us on today's show. I know it's a bit of a longer video today, so thank you so much for sticking with me. If you made it all the way to the end of the video, just type me down below in the comment section. It's always a fun little tease for me to know who watches all the way to the end.